1: 8.35am, you're listening to The Morning Run. It is 8.35am, uh, as I said. I'm Shazana Mukhtar with Wong Xiaoning and Chong Chongzhen Sun.
0: 8.35 and 20 seconds,
1: actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Friday, the 10th of February. So in about half an hour, we will have the opening bell where we take a look at uh, how the FBM-KLCI begins the trading day. But uh, for now, we're turning our sights northward. Prime Minister Datuk Sri Anwar 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 Ibrahim arrived in Thailand yesterday for a two-day official visit to elevate bilateral ties between Malaysia and Thailand. This is Anwar's maiden visit to Thailand as Prime Minister and his fourth international official visit after Indonesia, Brunei and Singapore. So he's clearly making the round uh, around the Our ASEAN
2: Neighbours. He's accompanied by the Foreign Minister Dato Zambri Abdul Kadeh, Home Affairs Minister Saifude Nasution and Environmental and Climate Change Minister Nick Nazmi. According to his office, the focus areas of the visit include economic cooperation, border area development and key connectivity projects across the Land borders. He also stated to he is also slated to witness the signing and exchange of four MOUs to explore potential cooperation in the fields of energy and digital economy.
0: Now, from an economic perspective, Thailand is Malaysia's seventh larger, largest trading partner, excuse me, globally and the third largest among ASEAN countries, with total trade amounting to 122 billion ringgit as of last year. But insurgencies in the Deep South have also gripped the area and saw more than 7,000 people killed, scuppering development plans. Now, will this trip be as fruitful as Anwar's previous diplomatic visits to our neighbours? What are the other key issues for us to iron out with Thailand?
1: For insights on Malaysia Thai bilateral ties, we speak to Dr. Rahul Mishra, Director at the Centre of ASEAN Regionalism at University of Malaya. Good morning, Rahul. Thank you very much for joining us today. Now, before we dive into the visit and perhaps what's to come, can you talk to us first about um, the existing ties between Malaysia and Thailand and how the pandemic has impacted uh, these relations, notably in sectors like, I suppose, tourism? Morning. Uh, Yes, Dr. uh, Rahul. Can you hear us all right?
3: Yes. uh, So uh, the question on pandemic and its impact on uh, Malaysia and Thailand, we know that both Malaysia and Thailand are are economies that rely heavily on tourism sector, especially when we we count the number of households. So in that count, I think... uh, uh, both Malaysia and Thailand have suffered massively. There's high unemployment rate in both these countries, especially in the informal economy sector where uh, we see that street vendors, people who are involved in the hospitality sector, the tourist guides, and um, uh, people who are not uh, of big-scale uh, involvement, they have suffered massively. The depreciation of uh, Malaysian ringgit vis-a-vis the U.S. dollar, and same with the Thai baht. Uh, tells us that both these countries have suffered a lot. And I think that is also one of the reasons why uh, Prime Minister Datur Sianwar Ibrahim is talking about food security. We also heard that the finance minister is talking about uh, reducing our imports. So I think on that count, Thailand being one of the uh, prominent countries in the region, which uh, has a huge uh, share in exporting food commodities, I think this is this could be one area where these two countries could collaborate, and also learn from each other. So post pandemic, I think one of the reasons for uh, uh, one of the areas uh, where Thailand and Malaysia could cooperate, and maybe you can include Singapore as well, is food security, uh, with Malaysia and Singapore being heavily reliant on uh, on food imports. Uh, so uh, these are the lessons that we have learned from the pandemic.
2: And Dr Rahul, the visit will see four MOUs being inked in the fields of energy and digital economy. But what are the other untapped economic ties that both nations can possibly explore?
3: I think one of the biggest areas is uh, definitely food security. Uh, there, uh, in terms of investments in the agriculture sector, uh, investments in um, uh, in MSMEs, medium and small-scale enterprises, is something that these two countries could explore. But also... Uh, border infrastructure development we know that this is the age of infrastructure connectivity and development with countries like china and the u.s india and japan korea everybody investing on infrastructure connectivity especially cross-border uh, intra-regional connectivity issues so i think on that count uh, malaysia and thailand have really a lot to do together um, cross-border connectivity could also help us uh, deal more systematically with with the separatism insurgency issues in southern Thailand, so uh, I would count infrastructure, but also a defense sector. I mean, Malaysia's total defense expenditure has never never crossed except 1981, never crossed 1.5 uh, percent of the GDP, which is less than Brunei, and uh, Singapore is really far ahead with eight around eight percent of their GDP. And Malaysian economy, uh, as former defense minister mentioned. Uh, could spend more on the defense sector. The Malaysian Navy and Air Force particularly are very weak. And this is also one of the reasons why we face a lot of non-traditional security challenges coming from piracy, arms, uh, illegal uh, illegal arms trade, gun running, and also human trafficking. So, um, and not to mention the South China Sea dispute where we feel that other countries are somewhat more prepared in dealing with those challenges. So I think defense sector could be one. Uh, former Defense Minister uh, Shamudin had also mentioned, I think, last year that joint training and exercises could help Malaysia and Thailand um, uh, do better in the region. So you have Thailand, Malaysia, the Tamal exercises. Uh, maybe the Malacca uh, patrols could be uh, elevated to a quadrilateral level, giving Thailand an opportunity to also participate. These are areas where we could work together because uh, security of a country is also partly uh, dependent on how secure your neighborhood is. And uh, both Thailand and Malaysia facing challenges from uh, the maritime sector is, um, is a big concern for both of them. So uh, both traditional and non-traditional security front, Malaysia and Thailand could do a lot on the defense sector.
0: Okay, Dr. Ra- Doctor Rahul, there are expectations that Dato Sri Anwar's visit would revive a decade-long peace negotiations in southern Thailand, uh, though this may, of course, be a long-drawn process. But can you briefly outline to us what are the complexities involved and how achievable is this at this juncture?
3: Well, my understanding is that any separatist insurgency movement uh, is not easy to resolve. It will take years and years together to resolve a conflict. But what is really heartening is that Dato Sri Anwar Ibrahim is interested. He's He understands the conflict. Uh, he understands the complexities involved and that uh, he's taken initiative to go and talk to both the sides, that is the, the, uh, the insurgent groups as well as the government is a very good sign. The complexities involved a number of things and first of all i think is the perception difference for the thailand government it's a law and order situation it's a it's a problem that is uh that directly impinges on their national security but for these insurgents, it, it is also about their history so the patani empire how there is a widespread understanding the common perception in southern thailand is that they are especially the muslim community is that they they are not a part of Thailand, uh, the modern nation state. And it was only two centuries ago that they were—they uh, uh, came under the Thai control. Now, how do we reconcile historical problems with modern nation-state system and modern diplomatic uh, relations? Is something uh, that is very very difficult to to resolve. So, I think um, in dealing with these complexities, I think. Uh, the best way would be to create a more synchronized mechanism of looking at people, the people along borderlands as uh, as people who have greater flexibility. They could move around. They could they have better maneuvering space in terms of living their daily lives and also in some ways transcending the question of territoriality, transcending the question of who these uh, people are in terms of their holding their passport. They should be given greater mobility and uh, uh, also focusing more on shared heritage so complexities are also pertaining to uh, to which side of history is correct whose history is the, the uh, should be universally acceptable history is it the thai governments the thailand as a nation state its own history and sovereignty and territorial questions or the people the Muslim communities in Southern Thailand and their idea that it was Patani Empire and that should be uh, uh, more respected by both Thailand and Malaysia. Uh, But these questions are also uh, enmeshed in problems of security. just Since 2004, we've seen that more than 20,000 episodes of conflict and Mm. violence have have taken place. So who's going to... uh, take responsibility for that is also a question that begs an answer. And of course, Thailand's concerns are also genuine. Hmm. So are common people. So the problems of relative deprivation, for example, and that's where I believe uh, Dr. more could do more, is deal with the problems of relative deprivation that people of southern Thailand have. So building common border areas or infrastructure, giving them more access to higher education and uh, and uh, basic amenities, also food security, is something that could play a role in bridging the gap, maybe me- making these people more secure and make them feel that they are part of the mainstream.
1: Okay, thank you very much, Dr. Rahul. That was Dr. Rahul Mishra, Director at the Centre of ASEAN Regionalism at University Malaya, giving us uh, his take on what some of the outcomes from the uh, visit of Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim to Thailand could be, highlighting some of the key areas where we could see greater uh, bilateral cooperation, such as food security, he mentioned, and also in uh, defence matters.
2: Yeah, Thailand has always been known as the Detroit of the East. I have
0: never heard that before. It's true. I've been there. the Detroit of the East. It's the Rayong Industrial uh, Center. You have Toyota there, Chrysler there. Uh, Ford does a lot of his pickup trucks. Okay. Okay. All right. Because of that, because Detroit is not exactly a thriving economic center at the
1: moment.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it's possibly something that Malaysia can possibly learn from and hopefully can make a comeback given the certain policies in the past had probably starved Malaysia of the investments that they needed to really grow the automotive industry here.
0: I think what's interesting is also uh, Dr Dr. Rahul's comments on defence, right? We share so many common borders, be it South China Sea or the Straits of Malacca, whether we could do more joint efforts there. Uh, why hasn't this been considered? Or is it uh, maybe that that's up for discussion when uh, Datosu Anwar is
1: Well, here's an interesting nugget uh, on Thailand. They actually did very well in the Economist Intelligence Unit's Democracy Index recently. And we're going to be discussing more on the state of global democracy right after this break. It's 8.48 a.m. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9.
0: You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.